Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> well, we're at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island. I've been handling straw, and you might know by now the only livestock I keep are me pets. But me horse badly needed straw and I'm allergic to it, so after handling it, I end up horse. <laughs> yep, not horse, horse. <laughs> <laughs> so if I sound a bit rough this week, that's the reason, oh dear, you know. I haven't got a cold or some nasty seasonal virus, unless you include the wife Elsie in that statement, of course. Oh dear, well, she's a, what you call a perennial virus. <laughs> yeah, mm. Well, added to that drama, I should say, it's Thanksgiving week and that means the local grocery store is crowded, yet mostly by the wife, Elsie, and her best buddy beyond it. That's beyond it, Brandy Washington, or BBW to her friends. <laughs> to her breast, they easily block the oils and clear the shelves. They only live for food and love to shop for it, whilst everyone else is hauling around big screen TVs for the holiday. The big time monsters are disturbing the peace with overloaded mark carts and plenty of ugly attitude. <laughs> Their latest shopping slave, Ding Dang, was in tow. Yeah, he was there with a cart too and also needed to reach up for the items they couldn't reach. See, once Elsie and beyond it are spread out over their mark carts, that's no getting up anymore until they're done. The wife's even conscripted me daughter, young Dolly, to follow with another cart. You'd think four cats were enough, but not for them. They go round three times. So it's the equivalent of 12 cats by the time they finish their hideous shopping extravaganza. <laughs> to make sure there's enough room for groceries and passengers, Ding Dang got one of his dubious relatives. That's Elrod Dang. Yeah, it does sound a bit like an emergency plumbing service, doesn't it? <laughs> he borrowed... The big local church bus. Yeah, the word borrow is a loose expression around here. <laughs> yep, with 30 seats, there's just about enough space for everything, you know. When they returned overloaded and overstressed, I wondered why Elsie and Beyond It hadn't taken the easy way out and spent the day at the food bank. After all, that place brings new meaning to all you can eat buffet, doesn't it? <laughs> they even bring the stuff out with a forklift. Yep, the wife's mouth should be wide enough for that. <laughs> By the way, after mentioning me daughter, young Dolly, I should mention something that started out as a weird phenomenon here at the farm. I got Dolly a tutor, see, and she comes by three times a week to help her with her education. Although one-on-one -on -one is more expensive, it's worth it round here, you know, especially when Dolly is so distracted with other things. Anyway, when this odd thing started to happen, since getting the tutor, my electricity bill shot up dramatically. Hmm. I just thought it was during the hotter weather and uh, that was with the air conditioning running night and day and the wife's microwave also running night and day. Yeah. <laughs> but when it cooled down, me bill was still much higher than usual. That was until this week when I discovered the real reason. Yeah. 
Dolly's tutor and me power bill are totally connected. Yep, when she visits, she always plugs in her electric car to recharge. <laughs> I'm paying her an hourly rate and she's stealing me power. Maybe it's time I taught the tutor some mathematics too. Yep, subtraction. Like me power bill increase deducted from her weekly rate. Oh dear. <laughs> Back to the farm and the highlight of the week was seeing the first of our artist retreat folk show up. Well, I did say highlight, but in fact it was only three lonely old souls to start with. First up was Gaylon. Yeah, you heard me right. Believe me, that name had me camper. Farmhand artist retreat manager, Quinton's ears twitching. <laughs> Gaylon is a self-described self-help guru. Yeah. He came with his own teepee and set it up in the far corner of me field. Yep, he must also be a bit shy, I reckon. Anyway, guess what he's writing? A self-help book based on his experience at me artist retreat. (laughs) And well, after three days, I guess it's off to a slow start. It might even end up as the world's shortest book. (laughs) Next up, there was Wilmer, an angry, recently divorced sculptor. She's in her late 50s and her husband ran off with his 19-year-old sugar baby. I knew the story of her life in less than 10 minutes. She only stopped speaking when I started to yawn. (laughs) Always works, yeah. Anyway, she came prepared with a huge lump of stone in the back of her little Toyota Prius, which she reckoned symbolises her ex-hubby. No, that stone that is, not the the car. I had to lift it out with me for a forklift. Then, last up, another confused person showed. X-Ray. Yeah, apparently that's its name. This person claims to be a non-binary artist who paints only using body fluids. (laughs) Oh, dear. That reminded me of me farmhand Ding Dang. After all, he's a p*** artist. (laughs) After meeting the three of them, I just assumed that with the holiday coming up, they just had nowhere else to go. But Quentin is overcome with joy, and he's convinced me we're already getting the kind of folks he'd hoped for. Only I think it's already looking more like an artist rehab, not an artist retreat. Oh dear. <laughs> With me camper come farmer and Quinton in charge, I suppose there's still some hope though. I mean, he loves art and is hopeless on the farm. You know, if it works out well, I'll include his peaceful partner, Craglet, in the mix. You know, that's a course provided we end up with some peaceful artists to go with him. <laughs> Either way, he'll be strumming his way through life on his favourite guitar. Oblivious to the woes of the world around him, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> in the meantime, he's staying on cabbage duty, you know, weeding, harvesting, whilst keeping his arch enemy Ding Dang at more than a hose length. <laughs> Quinton's part-time oil painting artistic endeavours will probably become a full-time affair now. Yeah, that's providing he gets plenty of greenhorn volunteers. Yeah, it starts off with "I want to paint you in oils" and ends up as a naked, oily mess with Quinton and his old brush somewhere in the middle of it all. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Old Nan, me 95-year-old mother and gambling, drinking fiend, and her buddy Toshiko Suzuki. That's me lawyer, brother, and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Highness now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep. <laughs> 
another long-lasting specimen here at the farm, they decided to head off for three Thanksgiving days away at their favourite casino. You know, it's one of them special all-in deals for seniors. You know, and Nan couldn't miss this one. So she enlisted the help of Nan's latest victim. <laughs> That's Virgil, a sub-mailman, to ensure they got a free ride, free meals. And slipped into the casino unannounced. You know, the old card sharp sisters are on the watch list down there. Mm. Old Nan suggested Virgil sleep in his minivan whilst the old birds stayed in the casino. <laughs> Nan reckoned she hadn't known him long enough for any alternative arrangements. Oh dear. <laughs> I felt so sorry for the poor old mucker, I ended up booking him a room in a nearby motel. After all, there's evil. And then there's Nan, yeah. She seems to be getting more sadistic as the years drag on. Adds to that, I think, to Chico's dominant ways of wearing off on the old crow. <laughs> anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nap. Never in bed, though. This time, I was rested in me favourite vintage egg chair in me cluttered den. Sometimes it's me only escape from the clutter in me living room. The human kind, yeah. <laughs> in me dream, I was outside in the field and I was watching Ding Dang and old Rush chasing the largest turkeys I'd ever seen around the field. They had an ATV each and every time Ding Dang got close to one of the monstrous birds, he took a pot shot. But, you know, as with all dreams, it was all happening in slow motion and he missed the giant feathered beast every time he tried. Finally though, I watched me farmhand and incontent political commentator neighbour old Rush corral the creatures into a kind of pen. Mm. They were as tall as ostriches and twice as ugly, but much fatter with shorter legs. As they tried to peck their captors, we walked closer to the pen and noticed how these bulky turkeys had almost human faces. Yep, one looked suspiciously like the wife Elsie, <laughs> and the other her best buddy beyond it. The monster that had Elsie's face didn't gobble gobble, oh no, it actually continually repeated just one word. Then <laughs> as I began to stir, it said I'd forgotten something from the store. Oh dear. I awoke with a nasty jolt and there was a monster all right, only it had lost its feathers, and was asking for six 114-ounce ketchup jugs. Yep, the coin with the pumps on top. <laughs> Should last the turkey. Oh, sorry, I mean the wife. At least a month. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me scruffy fireman Ding Dong is still paying a lot of attention to the wife's buddy beyond it. After all, you can hardly miss her, can you? <laughs> Last week, they had their first serious argument over pizza toppings. Yeah. This week, even after Ding Dong followed her and the wife around the grocery store with what he calls a buggy like a loyal puppy beyond it still refused to invite him over for Thanksgiving mm. she invited four of her six kids instead 
She doesn't want them meeting him, apparently. Hmm. Oh, I suppose I don't really blame her. He is a walking, talking, nasty experience the best of times. <laughs> and recently, his personal hygiene is seriously slipping again. <laughs> anyway, this ended up in another row, so the unwanted fireman went off with his tail between his legs, muttering. Hmm. So, surprise, surprise, he's going to spend the holiday with Jeremy Sprung. Yeah, That's me, polyamorous political commentating Democrat, ex-TV host neighbour, who puts on a special Thanksgiving dinner for the homeless every year. <laughs> and wherever he is in the country, he does the same thing. Yeah. Naturally, Ding Dang looked the part and Sprung invites him immediately. Oh, dear. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show, though. So here's Ding Dang's southern quote. She has her nose so high in the air, she could drown in a rainstorm. <laughs> oh dear, well, Ding Dang was oily offended with him beyond it wasn't happy about him meeting her kids. He's decided she's a snob, with no reason to be a snob. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I got me a new segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning why. Everything is getting smaller, but the price is going up. <laughs> you know, I've seen this happen to over 10 products we regularly use here at Two Medicine Farm. The manufacturers like to use this new, great greenwashing technique. They say it's eco-friendly packaging. Mm. So it saves on transport costs and as a result, the environment benefits. So, okay, I'm happy with that idea, but they've conveniently made these so-called eco-friendly packs smaller in size, but also smaller in quantity. Mm. In the case of a couple of items here, they reduced the quantity by 30% and kept the price the same. In the case of my orange juice, they've reduced the jug by 20% and increased the price by 30%. Oh dear. <laughs> you know, I'm all for protecting the environment for, you know, for future generations, but I'm not happy about lining the pockets of manufacturers in the process. Just think, at one time, it was a huge container, hardly any content. Now it's a small container with even less content and they're making you pay for the privilege of less stuff for more cash too. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the colder nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate new to swinger old Fred's house is the hottest venue in North Florida for a unique swingers party every Saturday. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes, you know, I wish I didn't. <laughs> oh dear, well, there's only one guarantee. Fred's brain is somewhere in his pants. <laughs> and nobody can ever pick your pocket at one of Fred's parties either. That's because nobody's wearing any. 
Jesus, what pants it is. Anyway, otherwise, it's the same old drill. Bring a bottle, bring your wife, and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Yeah, and that's often closer to potluck too. <laughs> Whilst Oglonny eats his way through mountains of free food and it keeps him going for an entire week. Add to that, it has the distinct advantage of keeping away from his favourite roadkill recipes and not least, most of the neighbourhood pets are quite safe now too. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's party theme was Thanksgiving and Taking. Oh dear. Adly original round here, but Fred reckons it was just a seasonal idea on a whim, so I was naturally waiting for the usual turkeys to show up still. <laughs> and they did. Oh yeah. Only five hens this time and twelve turkeys. Yeah, better odds for sure. Well, that's until you get to see what they look like, of course. Mm. Anyway, I headed home. Yep, very quickly. Added to that drama. Whilst on the subject of seasonal fowl, Fred still got me long lost relative and con man skip now living at his place. The word, though, is somewhere. <laughs> Nobody sees him. I think he's moved into Fred's pool house to dodge his recently conned creditors. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old, rather old nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> This time, old Nan remembers another one of our long-lost relatives. Yep, lost for a very good reason, I can tell you. I've got far too many relatives anyway. I'd, you know, anyway, this time it was a memory about me old great-aunt Bertha the Boiler Death. <laughs> yep, that's a mouthful. And this aunt had a hideous reputation too. Anyway, with a name like Death, they don't get that many opportunities to be anything other than hideous. Oh dear, well... Death's old Nan's maiden name, they like to say the aft to make it sound better, but I still call them the deaths. Makes everything clear and above board up front. <laughs> anyway, back to old Bertha the Boiler Death. She looked more like she stemmed from the wife's troglodyte family. Yeah, well, she's what you might call a throwback. Oh dear, well, let's just say she was a large woman. Well, large could mean anything, couldn't it, these days? Well, <laughs> to give you an idea, they live near the harbour and the local sailmaker used to make Big Bertha's dresses. <laughs> Add to that, she'd be married 14 times, not a death record. But whilst on the subject of death, she had a nasty habit of rolling over in the night and accidentally suffocating all her husbands. <clears throat> Did the earth move for you, dear? Are you all right? Oh, dear, it's happened again. <laughs> well, that was except the last hubby, of course. Yeah, he spent his life doing the night shift, seven days a week, I think he'd worked out the problem with old Bertha, so he never ended up spending one night with a monstrous old boiler. <laughs> so I'm sure you can understand why I've not only got a separate bed from the wife, I've got a separate room too, with a good lock on the door. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. 
middle of the road books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the family library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay, then I've ended up with a, only one new book this time around, and it's called Hidden Signs in Everything We See by Nick Mason III. <laughs> yep, he's known to his friends apparently as Masonic. Mm, oh dear. I expect that explains all those symbols, you know. It's a book aimed at folks that really have nothing else to read right now. You know, they've already read the cereal box twice. (laughs) Know the local small-town obituary column inside out. And have carefully read all the ingredients on their bag of chips. And then considered eating the bag just to make sure they get their daily intake of roughage. (laughs) Mm. Yep. This book seeks to show folks the hidden signs in every movie, TV or even radio show out there. And also illustrates the hidden messages embedded in them all. Mm. He hasn't quite grasped the fact that movies and TV are fiction and fantasy anyway. (laughs) He rattles on chapter after tedious chapter about how aliens are sending brainwashing messages to Earth through Fox News and CNN. And how the original Star Wars script was actually discovered on the walls of the Great Pyramid in Egypt. (laughs) Even reckons the Romans established something similar to America's Got Talent, only in their version. They didn't commiserate the losers. Oh no, they just threw them to the lions instead. (laughs) Yep, quite a good idea there, isn't it? It's the worst book to date, though, but I can't end on this one without mentioning that he reckons every episode of The X-Files is really a true story. (laughs) Secretly planted on the TV networks with hidden Masonic imagery and secret mantras built into the theme music to guarantee you believe everything and anything the FBI tells you. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, so do you need any more? Or shall I burn this book live on me radio show? Yay! <laughs> Just hope it doesn't melt all me foam in studio soundproofing or you'll end up hearing things you didn't tune in for. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time, we're visiting Sardinia and... Yep, it's a revolting foodie one. Mm. See, a few of me listeners say they miss the disgusting delicacies from around the world, so I've decided to include the worst one I could find this time around. 
It'll balance out all that Thanksgiving excess, you know. <laughs> so put it this way, I just hope you're not eating whilst I describe Sue Kala Sardu. Oh, well, here goes. It's a cheese. Hmm. Also, they say, you know, made from the stomach of a baby goat. Yeah, it gets worse. Still filled with its mother's milk. They tie it at one end and hang it up. Yep, just the stomach, not the entire goat. Apparently, the rest of it goes in the cheese maker's uh, supper. <laughs> After this monstrosity has been hanging up for three or four months, they cut it down and it's ready to slice up and put in your sandwiches. <laughs> Rather theirs than mine, I tell you. I mean, it sounds disgusting, doesn't it? You know, but uh, I want to know who actually thinks up these ideas. You know, it's hardly what I call a normal, pleasant way of making cheese. On the other hand, there are folks out there, like my wife, for example, who eat anything. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manor. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nednat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me that in the USA you're going to have Black Friday. Yes. Can you tell me, Ned, if this is a bad thing, a racist thing, or something far worse? I haven't a clue, so perhaps you could call me back and tell me what an earth You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. <laughs> it's as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. Oh dear, that's an horrifying thought, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. See, Buck's always throwing out these uh, commonly used phrases and words, and this time it's Black Friday. Yep, with the wife shopping habits, it could end up as Red Friday for me. <laughs> anyway, Nigel thinks Buck deliberately is confusing him again. Well, it is a weird expression, I'll give you that, Nigel. It's uh, it's not racist or a terribly bad thing either, particularly if you stay at home and don't venture out at all. Yep, that's what I do. That way I don't get crushed or scalped. <laughs> anyway, Nigel, it's a special shopping day right after the Thanksgiving Day holiday where all the stores or shops to you have special deals and discounts. Like what you call, you know, a massive January sale, Nigel. Hmm. Anyway, the black part comes from the fact that all the crazy shoppers spending all that money put the retailers in the black. Yeah, in other words, in profit at the end of the year. So they give a nice start to the new one. Yeah, and of course, all the customers end up in debt. <laughs> yeah, after New Year, they're dreading 
Those credit card statements are arriving, aren't they? Hmm. Anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and constant political commentator neighbour old Rush Stonewall Jackson fan to listen to the latest second hand news from right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off, poor old mucker. <laughs> Rush is focused on his private ideas and has forgotten all about the current Democrat rhetoric. Unfortunately though, our polyamorous Democrat ex TV host neighbour Jeremy Sprung returned from California last week and Although he was quite happy there on the West Coast, he came back to check on his Florida ranch and he wanted to have some impact on the show because he says there's far too much rush and not enough sprung. Well, he's right there in a way, but uh, so here, you know, to be balanced, is Sprung's very temporary feature, Sprung's Behind Rush's Back segment. Sprung reckons his folks are doing more for the poor than any other government in history. Oh dear, fireworks. Of course, Rush reckons the only way they're doing that is by spending his tax dollars as if they just won a trillion dollar lottery. Anyway, <laughs> in the meantime, Rush is bringing attention to his one-man efforts in getting in more GOP wins and votes with his Nine Holes to Victory event. It's coming up after Thanksgiving, and Rush has 40 folks signed up now. Mm, very good. <laughs> Before I could say anything else, his words tailed off. Excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear. Rush has always gotta go and flush. <laughs> but late that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep, being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, he stopped by the food bank. Yep, it's a very busy around Thanksgiving, too. And Rush was handing out free food with a smile and a GOP voting request. Well, that was in between running to one of the on-site Polly Johns. Hmm. I don't know whether he's in direct competition with Sprung's homeless luncheon this year, but uh, Rush has got so carried away, I don't know what to expect next. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for your podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour young Alice Jones invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. <laughs> young Alice was in a vibrant mood when I visited. Well, it was Thanksgiving and Alice had invited me for more than coffee and cake. Yep. Alice is a gentle soul, and after a kind neighbour old Rush decided to mow her lawns, Alice noticed Rush was alone for Thanksgiving, so she decided to invite him over for lunch rather than dinner. Or what Ian politely called rubber meat. Oh dear. <laughs> yep, Alice had the vegan option, tofu turkey, and I was invited too. The thing is shaped like a loaf, actually, and Alice served it with veggies too, including me homegrown greens. Hmm. Rush concentrated on the rubber and left the veg. Oh dear. Once he got up, six times for the restroom that was, Rush downed a few glasses of Alice's vegan wine and became vocal about his political beliefs. <laughs> we left him in the corner to sleep it off whilst Alice reminded me of how I should be taking more notes of the ones of nature around me and baffled me again. Well, not really baffled me, but this really bizarre statement right out of the blue 
snails have 25,000 teeth. Yeah, that's a lot of teeth, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I wonder who counted them, you know. <laughs> anyway, I reckon old Nan's gone through that many in her lifetime too. <laughs> uh, she wears them out and has to get a new set. Yeah, Nan even grinds the false kind. <laughs> um, anyway, as always, that coffee and vegan cake and the company was reliably nice. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, my lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, i got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, this time I've picked out a couple of very seasonal ones for you. Yeah... Just for fun, eh? So here goes. I got a call from Alfredo in Alabama. Yep, he wants to give me a Thanksgiving suggestion. Jello mould turkey. <laughs> oh dear, not more turkey. Things just got worse again, yeah. I just can't see the wife's wife right now, but her mouth's watering, yeah. It's like Niagara Falls in flood season when she is about food. Oh dear. <laughs> These ghastly plastic moulds are shaped like a turkey. And you just pour in your favourite flavour, jello, chocolate, strawberry, whatever, and you have a horrid, cooked turkey-shaped dessert. Which I'd say is going to be overkill in most homes at Thanksgiving, don't you? <laughs> my second item comes from Michelle in Michigan, and she's got a question for me. Have I seen these Thanksgiving gumballs? Well, at first, it was a no. I never eat the things, although I'd buy them for the wife if they came in tennis ball size. <laughs> Yep. Oh, for a quiet life, eh? Oh dear, well, Michelle, I looked at the link you sent me, and the idea of turkey, pumpkin pie, and cranberry gumballs sounds a bit extreme. On the other hand, I could convince me mother old Nan that they're space-age food. <laughs> and she's actually getting a meal in just three little balls. <laughs> mm. Which would be ideal. Added to that, there's another great advantage with any kind of gum. She wouldn't be able to complain either. Well, once her dentures were stuck together, that is. <laughs> mm. I think I'll order a few boxes of those for the days she gets on me nerves. Well, that's every day, actually, but a quiet moment once a week will still be a nice change. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious Command Agent 50% has lined me up with a new ad this week and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I'm looking through his latest offering and as you'd expect he's found something highly seasonal too. But also... Highly weird, but definitely original for sure. Anyway, so here goes. You're just going to love our unique seasonal offering at the Build-A-Tree store, where you can order one of our eco-friendly Christmas trees. Yep, certified by Ego-Friendly Certifiers, Inc. If you care about the environment, you've just got to have one of our special trees. Yep, shipped to your door overnight in the smallest, eco-minded, frustration-free box imaginable. The moment you open it, we know you'll be delighted. 
you'll receive our natural bark telescopic trunk, a set of our super sturdy roll-out branches, a pack of our unique patented Just Add Water glue, and our seasonal super-sized bag of do-it-yourself pine needles. It's not only environmentally sound, it means hours of sticky fun for the entire family. But wait, we've just got our deal of the century now just for you on the Ned Nash Show. Yep, for listeners here today, with every build a tree kit this week only, you'll receive a box of one of a kind tree baubles. Yep, <laughs> pea size at first. Yep. You just add water at night, and in the morning, you've got full size, ready to hang glittery balls. Yep, the seasonal magic never stops here. So visit our website today to learn more at needlesballsandtrees.biz. You know, what will they think of next, eh? Oh dear. Those tree needles sound messy, don't they? You know, the real tree needles are bad enough. I mean, I'm usually still finding them stuck in me socks in June. <laughs> oh dear. Add to that, I wonder if those glittery balls shrivel back to their usual size once they dry out in a warm room. <laughs> oh dear. Now that's what I'd call an eco-friendly anti-climax. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farm was getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all new radio shows at nednatter.com yep they're all safe use podcast too add to that there's me social media links so come by and say hi it'd be great to hear from you thanks so much for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you again and I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat show soon so until then keep a smile on your face think positive and don't sweat the small stuff the grass is not always green on the other side it might just be a freeway <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> the Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.